So this one's quite fun, I think. Semi-fascist. What? Is that possible? A long time ago, when Thatcher hit her stride in the early 80s in Britain, a Tory MP was asked what he felt about her victories and majorities in Parliament. He said, we are very pleased, but of course one wants a majority to really get things done up here, a real unanimous majority. I suppose a Labour MP might have said the same thing. To be unopposed must be a lovely thing, especially when the opposing parties really each represent constituencies defined by rejection one of the other. To be glib, Tories represent the owner class and Labour the owned, or they did in those days, the renter, etc., this is where we are. These are the two groups, interest groups of history, though they are really as opponents quite new. There is a lot of human time before we called it history, but for a big chunk of agreed upon history, there was really only one group in power who had their squabbles, to be sure, usually to do with their religion, which in turn identified their claims to power, lots and lots of wars, to sort out whose claim was best, the notion that if I win this war against France and its Catholics, it is a sign from God that he is on my side and mighty pleased, was what we all thought. That was politics. Those of us who were allowed to think, who were thought to have thoughts. Now. We do not do this today? Deny that the other has fully developed thoughts? This might be because the presumption and habit of our history shows us only one side has thought on their side. The other is possessed by something, hate or socialism, which takes thought off the table. To be vict a victorious member of the Tory party in the early 1980s or Henry V, left little to create to manifest the desires of fascism. Like the American founders who didn't want to do away with aristocratic privilege, just extend the franchise, we remain still very committed to privileges and its rewards. They might have thought, imagined, and written about merit, but only the merit of a specific race and gender. And merit soon gets ground down into oatmeal when the rewards of merit are so high in making the concept useless. So, the fascist notion of a select community from which leadership will be selected, that it will administer and allocate the God-given rights and powers of power, is really not so foreign to any of us, and goes way back in history, maybe changing its name, but really the same to the courts of Mesopotamia, in intention. So, it seems we're all just but a step, or maybe a trump, away from that step. When the vital ingredients of fascism are alive and well in a system buzzing merrily, merrily along, by dint of the moderation or humility of its leaders, all can appear well, but then a war, a series of wars, where the inherent fascist tendencies of the culture flare always, an economic change, a rumble in the jungle of the psyche of the ruling elite, when great disparities become too large to deny, the full-bore fascism of civilization takes the driver's seat of the bus, the passengers breathe a sigh of relief as the driver breaks all the rules that kept them under the speed limit for so long.
the consensus that this is the fault of the bus driver, not the passengers, not the overpowered bus, not the fanfare that hailed uh, the launching of the bus, nor the belief that we are the ones who deserved to own and drive the fucking bus, is short-sighted to the extreme. Short-sightedness, friend of fascists, it is, as it were, a fascism waiting to happen. I wonder a lot about what occurs to a person when they are pushed into the limelight, given power immense, money and servants they were not used to, how that person takes a while to adjust or remains the same despite the privilege thrust upon, still takes out the garbage, wants to walk around without the secret service, then how that person used then how a person used to this privilege reacts. They have a head start. This is where fascism seems to be particular to the right. Otherwise, it should apply just as much to the left, except the right values obedience and subservience so highly. I think the Trump problem might be very simple, that where other more modestly brought up candidates might have thought, really, I can pardon people? Wow, that's a little popish, don't you think, for a democracy? Trump will just think, of course. That's what we do up here in the penthouse. Penthouse living so high above is a natural-born desire of many, many of us. So, as I say, fascism doth linger behind every arras. Fascism coming as it did, according to the historians at the beginning of the 20th century, then might just be coinciding with the outrageous notion made feasible by Karl Marx, not Thomas Jefferson, that all humans are capable of thought and desires conditioned by morality and natural goodness, or equality might be connected to the end of centuries of presumption. Now threatened, just as America's sense of total superiority to all other cultures, Western society might have needed to have a last go at what had been okay as a control mechanism, an anointed super dude, part of a super race. In fact, a notion that had reigned for the longest time, but had finally been challenged for the first time. Caligula wasn't just insane, he was an insane aristocrat or Brahmin. So fascism was really just trying to make Prussia to Italy great again. It flowed naturally and nostalgically from what had gone before. The shock horror of U.S. response to the tendencies exposed by January the 6th are transparent, disingenuous, and ineffective. She manifests all the constituents of fascism, easy and breezy, especially when the propaganda gets exposed by murdering George Floyd or any other of a million exposures. She tells a story of superiority as relentlessly as any empire has done, has a tipsy and obsequious press, a grave resistance to the actualities of her history, a chief executive with Mussolini power without trying, a super keen military intoxicated by myth, and a democracy that allows for all the above, or no democracy, in fact, a democracy with no essential dent, so no democracy at all, at all. Bottom line, I apologize, it is a vile phrase. We are all traditionally more grounded in what is now fascism than we are willing to admit. The famous fascists of the last century have been led off by the crazy term and have remained with us with little resistance. Hitler's claim of a master race are how far from the U.S. race policy he so admired. 
Orban's sad pleads, plea of being hated by the opposition, justifying his hatred, bleating at CPAC, who lapped it up. History classes and historians incapable of truth and policy banning it when they venture it. So basta with the semi and the insistence it couldn't happen here. It is happening, and the hard work was done a long time ago in a fugue of self-delusion. Until we drop it off, it will hang around just around the corner. This morning, September the 1st, 2022, I read this extraordinary sentence in the Guardian U.S. edition by Peter McKenzie. The article by Peter McKenzie. In late July, Justin Welby, Archbishop of Canterbury and global leader of the Anglican Church, known in America as the Episcopal Church, affirmed as church policy a 1998 statement that rejects, quote, homosexual practice as inconsistent with scripture. That is late July 2022. My first response is, wow, rather like I felt when the EFORs of the United States Senate confirmed Brett Kavanaugh as a Supreme Court justice. I had just been living my life for 40 years, thinking that dinosaurs were extinct, and lo, Senator John Kennedy asked the blubbering judge, Judge, do you believe in God? To which Brett said, yes, Senator, I do, sob. A woman had told her story, the old boys convened and made her an irrelevance, and now she receives death threats. Just as the same coven with different members had done 30 years before, rejecting the testimony of another woman. If you do not see the roots deep of fascism here, you do not live in the same world as I. Global leader. That takes me back to bad sci-fi movies. Take me to your leader, Globe. A leader of a cult that actually phrased its commandment thus. Homosexual practice, presumably an act of love, is inconsistent with scripture, a series of texts written by other E4s 1,500 years ago, pioneers of the denial of humanity cult, that none in power is empowered to divorce themselves from today, and the fascism is semi? It is how it happens, you know. It is how it happens, you know. No forbidding figure needed to usher it in, just a potential that lies deep in culture, like Jung's Wotan, waiting to grip us with its frenzy when our Band-Aid institutions and insipid beliefs doze off a bit. I, a happy chap, bubbling along in my pagan fashion, lazy, laughing lover of all I see around me, and brought up short by these really creepy shadows I thought were gone with the Salem trials. But there they are, old men flexing their repressed rages, their undiscovered countries from which they cannot return, though their hero did, so perhaps they forgive themselves for being so vile. Scripture, words on page, words of possession and control, magic words written... I suppose by magicians, history and traditions that say the craven way we used to be is the way we should be today, in the words of the prophet Bert Fuckoff. And it is a choice that you and I and him and her and they make every day, a myth of righteousness employed as justification, fascism to a T, and all we need do to allow it is obey its tenets 
and we do obey. I'm working on a performance piece right now, Diary of a Man in Despair by Friedrich Reck, about being surrounded and destroyed by fascism in that famous case 95 odd years ago in Western Europe. He wrote a passage that caught me up short yesterday. Prussia is a state patched together out of bits and pieces. It was never intended to be a nation, to hold together the monstrous structure. The Prussians had to put all their energies into their military machine. As a result, no middle class and no true caste of the learned could come into being. Here, then, is where the preference for the provisional and the second rate was born. This disposition towards ersatz can be seen even in the baroque trappings of the kings of Prussia, the gilded plaster of their palaces, accompanied by the demand, backed up by a gun, to please, if you will, be so kind as to accept all this as solid and definitive and valid. Well, I thought, sounds like the USA to me. Then my own short-sightedness was brought up short by a British podcast on the relationships between Russian, Russian oligarchs and the British ruling class. It appears that people with great wealth are consumed by the desire to party conspicuously, to see and be seen. The whole length of the podcast focused on the posh designers of posh houses and the posh parties they had for their posh pals and how keen the thuggish Russians were to be invited, and they were invited. This is as deep as they get, as profound as they are, and they will fight tooth and nail to preserve their right to party. The parties, by the way, are to celebrate their supremacy, the distance between themselves and the rest. They really are the only evidence of that superiority, so tooth and nail it is. The cohorts enjoying the great party privileges are fascist. Again, if you don't see these characteristics in the right-wing billionaire class around your towns, you do not live in the same world as I.